So I thought how the first episode obviously has to be about myself <laughs> or something like an introduction so that I can tell you who I am and just how I got to this place and this phase of my life so that when we do talk about stuff in regarding to myself and yes, um, what Christ has done for me and in my life, we are kind of somehow on the same page, right? Yeah. So here goes. Hello and welcome to Life and Godliness with Phil. Thank you for being here today. Um, What's the first episode going to be about? Well, I'm thinking to introduce myself so that you can know about a little bit more about your host and then we can be able to move forward with um, other discussions. Um, Yeah, so... I am officially <laughs> known as Phyllis Wanjiko Nganga. Those are my names on my, my documents, right? On my official documents. But I go as I go by Phyllis Gashao now because uh, Gashao is my husband and I have adopted uh, his name as well. So um, that is the situation as it is. Um, what else? Uh, let me see. What can I say? Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I've said that. I have two little boys. Yeah. Um, currently having two little boys. <laughs> uh, I say that because obviously I want more kids. So, <laughs> uh, there should be an update in a few in a few years or so. But yeah, and I love the Lord. I am a pastor. Um, uh, what do I do for work? I uh, I work in real estate. Uh. Yes, we manage properties, we sell land, we also, you know, build and construction and all that stuff, all that good stuff. That's about me. And I love Jesus so much. Uh, I just, I love that he saved me. I love that he ran after me and saved me and just loved me. And I love him so much. And that is why I live for him. And so this podcast will be mainly about him, right? And just his impact on not my life, uh, not only my life, but also in the life of others and just uh, what his scriptures say. And so we're going to be pondering on that a lot. I am a Bible teacher, by the way. I really, really like to do a Bible study So uh, and to take people through Bible study. It's one of my favorite things to do. And so there's going to be a few episodes here and there that we will uh, look through scriptures uh, like that and, and also episodes where we come and ponder on what the scripture is saying and some episodes where we come and talk and chat and hear what uh, scripture is doing in our lives. Uh, that's that's a yay, right? So if that's the kind of stuff you like, I would urge you to follow, subscribe and just um, come along with us on this journey because you're going to like that. You're going to <laughs> You're going to like the stuff that we will put out. Uh, uh, because that's, that's, that's kind of what we are going to be having here. Right. So right off the bat, I just want to do a little bit of an introduction to myself. I've already said who I am at the moment, but I, I want to just, uh, uh, talk about how I got where I am. 
So I am born in a family of four children biologically, but we have a bonus sister. So I can say growing up when I was little, we were five. Of course, it got to a point where now my sister went back to her, my bonus sister went back to uh, her place, uh, her home, and, and we remained four, right? But we have always been close and all that. So um, my eldest brother, he's the firstborn, right? Uh, Pastor Steve. And then uh, I have two siblings, they're twins, uh, two twin siblings. I think saying two twin siblings is not correct English. I think I should say my twin siblings because twin is two, right? <laughs> yes. So the twins, uh, that is David and Ruth. And then Shiko is right there in the middle. And then now myself. So that's how it kind of uh, pans out, right? Um, what about uh, me? I think uh, what I can really highlight about my childhood is mainly it comes mainly from the fact that my parents are born again and that they were pastors and growing up uh them being in church and them serving uh, the lord uh, and in the ministry that the lord had given them it really influenced pretty much uh my childhood it has influenced who i am it has really been it has really been what can i say it's like at the forefront it's it's at the forefront of who I am because it is those values and virtues that they instilled in me from when I was very young and they have made me who I am today and and so uh me talking about my parents early on in this uh, in this first episode is quite intentional because if I don't talk about that then I cannot be able to say my story and, my, and because my story comes from them so I don't know my parents before they got born again um, I hear that my, my siblings were, you know, they were born when my dad was still drinking and smoking and yada, yada, stuff, stuff. But I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't think I was because I, the earliest memory I have is church. I just remember being in church and being around church and we were just churching and churching and churching. So when I, by the time I was being born, as you can see, I'm the last born. Um, he had already given his life to Christ and he had already pretty much established the kind of values that he wanted to you know to instill in his children and so i came at a time where you know there was a lot of submission to christ and there was a lot of following christ and there was a lot of this is the right way and this is the wrong way and they really modeled that so i saw that i saw that with my eyes i, I don't know about the others they they should probably come on and, and tell us uh what <laughs> what they saw and if they saw the transitioning and all that and how they felt about that but for me i i can't remember any of the bad side all i know is that jesus has been in our house ever since <laughs> ever since forever so uh, the values that they instilled in us and even the environment in which they chose to uh to you know keep us in really really made an impact in my life because I remember there was this one time um, my father, the late bishop, uh, he was praying for someone in church and this particular person got healed and there was so much joy in the whole church and I remember even him, he was happy and even the person in question was very happy and they were, there was just so much joy in the whole, in the whole church. And I remember thinking in that moment, I was actually very young, I was very small, I think probably four, I don't know, I don't know, let me not, let me not say anything because I can't remember the exact moment this was, but I remember I was very small, I was little, and it was probably in the first, first years when the church had come to be. 
And at that juncture, they say, uh, the whole church is, 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 is happy and everything. And I think to myself, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I mean, if you saw the joy and the disbelief and the wow, you know, it was like a wow kind of disbelief. And it was, it was just a lot of happiness. And I was so happy that that was happening. And I wanted to be part of that. And I wanted to be doing that. If this is a vocation, then I wanted that for myself. Let me just mention that at this young age, I didn't know that my parents were in real estate, right? They were in real estate, but I didn't know. Obviously, because I was young and I couldn't be able to digest all that information, but I knew they were pastors. That is something that I knew. It was because, I mean, we were constantly in church and everything. But I remember uh, thinking that they were actually only pastors. So that's why when I was young, I thought that I too want to be a pastor, if if people choose careers like this, I didn't know that, you know, like this was a calling and then they had something that they were doing for like, you know, uh, to earn a living and all that stuff. But for me, because I didn't know that, I thought that that was how they were earning a living. I thought that that's how we were eating and how they were food, putting food on the table. So early on, when kids were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, I would always say a pastor because of the impact of that one day. And I said that for so long, by the way. I said it until I was like in class six. That's about 11 years. So I don't know when I started to say it, by the way. But I know when it stopped. I, I said it until like uh, class, uh, yeah, they're around 11 years old. And... And it was because of the impact of the environment I was in. What I saw gave me so much joy. And it, it somehow like ignited a spark within my soul and in my heart. And I knew that this is what I really want to do. Like this is, this is something that I, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this kind of joy. I want to be part of this, this happiness. I really do. And so I said that pretty much all of it uh, or throughout the my whole of uh, my whole primary school life until the point where I started failing in my exams that was around class five six there where I was really lagging behind and I was always uh, the last one in class and I think that it kind of shook the the me wanting to be a pastor because I felt like uh, I should be God should be you know uh, helping me with my my exams and all that and if he wasn't then there could be a problem with this whole being a pastor thing uh, so I, I kind of stopped saying I wanted to be uh, to be a pastor at that point. And I started to say I wanted to be a journalist because I really, really like to talk, as you can tell. <laughs> and I love English and I was always very good at English. Even in like in school and all that, I performed very well. So I started to say I wanted to be a journalist and... Uh, that's something that I pursued. I've pursued that even in my in my campus and and you know in my, with my degree I pursued that, and I and I and I wanted that. So I stopped saying I wanted to be a pastor. But let me tell you, when the word of God says uh, life and death lies in the power of the tongue, it is so true because me saying I want to be a pastor for so long, you know, for a couple of years, right, like five or so, let's say five or so years. It had been ingrained now in my system. It had been ingrained in my... My soul had had it. My spirit had had it. My body had had that I wanted to be a pastor. And so it came to life. So as much as I changed it for the public that I didn't... I wanted to now be a journalist. Deep down, my soul knew where it wanted to be. Deep down, there was a craving and there was a yearning to be a pastor. Right? 
And so as much as I stopped going in that line of being a pastor, as much as I, I you know, I, I went away and I strayed away from the faith uh, and I went to, you know, to satisfy my cravings and my life's desires and to enjoy life. <laughs> Deep down there was that, you know, there was that spark. It had already been ignited and it couldn't go off. It just wouldn't go off. And I think it was that spark that God used to get me back to it. And that is so, and that now as a parent, I, I am so adamant and persistent about the scripture when it says that train up the child in the way that he should go, because when they are older, they will not depart from it. And so as much as I can look at my life in hindsight, of course, I did depart. I did. I departed and I don't want to get ahead of myself and talk about now the campus and, you know, what happened when I went to campus and all that. But I came back. Why? Because the way I was trained up, the way I was brought up around church, it created a spark within my heart and within my life that when I grew up, I went back to that spark. I just went back. I gravitated. I was constantly gravitating back to the spark. But if I was not brought up and trained up in the way that I, I, you know, in the right way, then there would be nothing to go back to because there would be no spark. And so I give thanks to God for my parents and for how they brought us up and how they instilled the right values from early on. As much as we thought to look at Nasumbuliwa, and it was, it was just a, you know, we were forced to do so many things. That's how we thought of it, you know. That's how we felt at that moment. But it was in the way they trained us up that I was able to gravitate back to my maker. Ooh. Now that's a word for a parent in here. Um, you do your part and you don't stop doing your part. You do what you're, <laughs> you're able to do and you do what God allows you to do. And the rest, you leave that up to God. Hallelujah. So yeah, that what, that's what happened with me. And, and so I pursued journalism. Uh, now, when I went to campus, I pursued journalism. Throughout, by the way, throughout high school, I always gravitated towards the CU and the prison worship team and all that and all that. So I was always, as much as, you know, like I was a lukewarm Christian, I always gravitated towards godly stuff because of the spark again. So in campus is when the spark completely, I don't know it was hidden completely or what happened, but now, you know, I went to campus and I was away from my parents because now I was boarding, in, I was boarding in my campus and I, I did everything that I possibly thought was cool. I went out, we were going out for raves and we were going, you know, drinking and smoking bangi. Okay, let me say weed for the ones who don't hear our dialect. And then, you know, we did all of that. We did the whole thing. And then now came, comes to the point where there, it was this time, I think I was in second year, and now we have, we've closed and we've gone home. Of course, we used to lie <laughs> to Memalza exam like this week. <coughs> Excuse me. So we finished our exam for like uh, like around this week. And then... I obviously tell my parents uh, that I'm, close, I'm going to close school the next week. So I have a whole week to party and do all of the crazy stuff, right? So we, we had done that. Uh, we had finished exams, but then now we continue with the partying and all of that. And so I, we are at my, my friend's house. Uh, her parents were out of town and we are in, in, in her place. And we, I remember we were smoking. I don't know who brought the weed. Who... <laughs> I can't even remember. But I remember while we were smoking, I had God say to me, I had a voice. Um, and he was telling me, stop running, come back home. 
And I think I thought it was the weed, right? I thought it was the weed because I didn't say it to her. I didn't tell my friend, you know, yo, can you hear that? Can you hear that voice? Because obviously I would have been made fun of because, uh, why? 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 <laughs> uh, so I remember now that was my final day so I can go home. I think her parents were coming back as well that weekend. So I left and I went home. Um, and I remember during that, uh, uh the few weeks home, there was uh, i found my, my one morning i found my 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 brothers my two older brothers they were they were they were just raving and and raging about um going off about this 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 album it was william mcdowell's uh, album i don't know if it was new at that point i need to check <laughs> but it was this album called arise and let me tell you <laughs> they were talking about it like it was life and everything in life they were talking about it and they had uh, they had it on the on the laptop and they were listening after every song they were pausing and they talk about it so they were really so excited about that song uh, the, the the whole album and they were going song after song ebuskiza his song ebuskiza this version hey they were like they were going on about it and by the way because we are very musical family we all love music right all my all my siblings and i and so i was listening i was there in the sitting room uh and I was listening to the songs and I was like, damn, that's a, that's, it's actually a nice song. I mean, he has the light, the right lyrics, the right, as in them, everything was so good. So they were talking about the whole, you know, the whole technicalities that come about with a song. Hey, skiza your bass, you know, skiza your, you know, <laughs> uh, they were, I was just sitting there and I was listening to them go off about it. And then obviously one brother comes up with facts about, oh, you know, William McDowell is like this. And I'm just sitting there in the sitting room listening to them. And I was like, this it's actually a nice song. So I remember going up to my room and uh, downloading uh, all of those songs that I was hearing them talk about uh, on some dingy sites. Because <laughs> there was no Wi-Fi and all that. You can't stream. I remember downloading them and I had them on, the, on my phone. And now like uh, uh, time after time, I would have the, uh, you know have it playing. But there was this particular morning, I had it on my, uh, I was listening to it on my earphones. And I was just lying, laying on my bed. I was avoiding going downstairs because, you know, you, you go downstairs and then you, you're given this, uh, you know, many chores. So I was just hiding out in my room and I was listening to the song. So I'm listening to the songs and, and you know, uh, William McDowell is, is singing, you know, I give myself away so you can use me. And then he goes on, you know, he goes on and he says, we say yes, yes yes lord yes and then you know the next song is playing and i surrender all to you everything i give to you withholding nothing withholding nothing and and i mean the next song goes on again <laughs> i belong to you i belong to you by the way you need to check out that album if you're not familiar with it and which planet is it that you live in <laughs> if you're not familiar with it so there it, i am i'm listening i'm in my bedroom and i'm listening to these songs and i'm just pondering over them but this time there was a difference because I, of course i would listen to the songs because they are nice songs and you know i mean they're they're heavy songs but in this moment there i was lying on my bed and i was listening to these songs i i there was a depth in the way those lyrics hit 
and I heard the voice of the Lord through those lyrics. You know, give yourself to me. Stop running. And it was the same voice that I had had that time <laughs> when we were smoking weed. And it was, give yourself to me, Phyllis. Stop running. You know, belong to me now. You are my creature, uh, my, my creature. And, you know, I am, I, I, I am your God. And now belong to me. And so I was listening to those words and I just broke down in tears and I went on my knees right there next to my bed and I told God, I give myself to you. I'm born again now. Now I want to live for you. I've done, I've done it. I've done my share. I've done my part. I, I've done what I wanted to do. I've tasted of the other world. It has done nothing to me. It has done nothing for me. But now I do feel like it's time for me. So right there in, that, in my bedroom, the spark came alive again. You remember the spark that had been ignited when I was young? It came alive again and it was not going off. And so I knew that there's something that I needed. There was, some, there was a difference. This time, it came in a different manner and I wanted it to be there for permanent. I wanted it to be permanent forever. I didn't want this to go away. And so when that spark was ignited, I knew I had to leave my campus. So I was, uh, I was actually in Dista University and I was in the Athi River campus. And I remember... Um, telling myself there's no way I can go back to my friends in Athi River. There is absolutely no way. I just can't go back because these people won't let me leave. They won't let me. I need to be detached so that God can do something and can help me. I don't, of course, yes, I've grown around scriptures and I know who God is, you know, but I just wanted this to be different. And I didn't want to tell anyone that I've, I, I've given my life to Christ because I think at that moment in my naivety, I just felt like you need to be prayed for by someone, you know, you need to, um, there need to be, there needs to be like, you know, an altar call and you need to, uh, you know, come forward and you're prayed for and all that. And since I had not done that, I felt like, um, my encounter won't hold weight when I tell anybody else because they would be like, okay, no, come, sasa utubutena, and, and you know, and, and now we go through the whole thing. Uh, but I felt like my encounter was enough, but I didn't have the confidence to see that for myself because I'm young. First and foremost, I'm the last born in our home, and I, I don't know if I can be able to explain that. Okay, first and foremost, I, I don't feel like I have the voice to explain to everyone that, that I'm now born again. Two, I don't even have the guts to tell my parents that I, I was not born again. <laughs> you know, like I didn't want to start explaining that, you know, me, I'm, I, I'm, Anasazadunia, same WhatsApp group. I didn't want to do that. And so I wanted to just smoothly transition into the kingdom of God without causing any, you know, any attention. And so that's what I was trying to do. And so when I, I went to them to tell them, I want to, move campus it came with a lot of resistance um my mom didn't want me to move to to the nairobi campus my my brother one of my brothers was so mad they were he was asking me why i would even want to move you know move campuses but it's because i knew i was now born again but i couldn't i didn't want to say that i didn't want to admit that and in fact i didn't tell anybody i wanted them to see change and then they'd be like oh yeah oh you don't drink of course, like my, my two siblings, the twin siblings, they knew, they knew that I, I was drinking and I was in the world and all that. Um, but I didn't want to tell them that Sasani Meokoka. I, I wanted them to just see the change and then they'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, you know. Um, I didn't want to say that I am moving to change because what if, if I failed? What if I failed? Then I would have been hit with the, you see, you could have just remained to the, in the other campus. 
You see, you just trust mom and dad to move you for nothing. So that's why I hid that information. I kept it to myself, but I was moving because I, I was moving because I was born again and I really wanted to live for God. This time around, I really wanted it to be for God and I wanted to be, you know, to be completely changed by, by his presence and that encounter that I had. And, you know, for me, that encounter was, was similar um, to what Paul, or rather what Saul had on his way to Damascus, that even though the apostles were preaching town to town to town, that did nothing for his soul. But when Jesus appeared to him on that road to Damascus as he was going to persecute Christians, that was the one that clearly showed him that I have a blindness of heart. I have a blindness within me and, and God wants to take me out of this blindness. And, and for me, that's what happened to me in my bedroom. And I didn't want anyone to tell me that that wasn't real. I had God's voice and I didn't want anyone to, to tell me that that wasn't real. And so I didn't tell anyone that that's what had happened to me. Um, and so everybody was just thinking I'm being a, a bad girl wanting to move campus and wanting to come back home. And, you know, I want to come to San Diego, Nairobi, Vizuri. And, and I just kept quiet and I, I just kept saying, I'm not going to go to school if... If I'm the one reading, you know, I, I'm not going to go back to campus then if you guys won't let me move. And so I think I remember we were in the dinner table and everyone was going off uh, on me and telling me why, asking me why I want to move. And they were also mad at me, like my siblings and all. And I remember even my mom was not on board with it. And, and I remember my dad looking at me and he made, you know, the decision and said, Kama natika kusomea Nairobi, atasomea Nairobi. And that's it. Enda ufanya kenya unaitaji kufanya. God used him as a voice to, to bring me here. Because, guys, if I went back to that campus, there is absolutely no way I would be where I was today, where I am today. It would have probably taken much longer. And I think it came from the naivety. And now, you know, me not, being a, me not having the guts to disclose to them that now I want to live for God because I was afraid of the judgment. But I think if I told them, there wouldn't be such... Because we battled about this for weeks. Before school opened, we battled for it, with it. And, and now when now school was almost opening, I told them, me, I, I want to change and I'm even going to pick my, my, my courses for, for here. And so uh, my dad, God used him to just say, Basi akuje, akuje um, and I, 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 so I started going to the Nairobi campus. And so I changed friends. Of course, I went, I, I was detached from the, the friends and the company that I was, I, I had uh, when I was in the other campus. And so I was in a nearer campus and I knew that, you know, when I'm near, bad into bad company, wataona, so idea. That was how I was thinking. I was like, ataniki backslide, wataona, wataweza kuona, cause unajua kibaya hakijifichi. <laughs> so they'll see and they'll call me back to the faith, right? Um, so, um, I, I found good uh, people to hang around with. I went. To, I entered into the missions department, and we were going on missions that whole year. I was in you know, mission after mission after mission after mission, and I think now I got the guts to actually tell my my siblings, "Yo, me, 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 I'm born again." I think my sister noticed it because now I was no longer no longer partaking in the drink, and I, I and I was now confident to tell her, "I'm here." I'm just tired of that life now. I just want to I just want to know more about God and all that. Of course I wasn't deep with it, but I think she noticed because of now the the uh, I was now going to church and I was now, you know, I was more I was a better I was a better child, honestly. And so I think that also triggered her to now 
give herself fully to God because I think in, it was in the same year that she also uh, turned away from you know the world and now she also gave herself to to Jesus and I think it was the same for my brother who Aliona Kilamtu Amenda uko and so he joined us you know when you're three siblings who who are <laughs> are constantly doing the wrong thing together you feel like you know this is the majority and so now when the majority moves to the other side you can't remain minority by yourself and so um i remember now being completely sold out for christ and not wanting to drink anymore and not wanting to be in the bad relationships because i remember i left the relationship i was i was in uh because now i was living for jesus it was hard i think that relationship oof leaving that relationship was the one that was the thing for me that one was that was the actual sign that i really wanted christ because i kept telling uh uh the the, the, the my boyfriend at that time yo me i really now want we had actually even met in church <laughs> so i was telling him now me for real like for real for real now i just want jesus i really want jesus and i want to live the way jesus wants me to live and so there's some kind of things that we i may not be able to do and so i want to leave the relationship so obviously he lied to me that okay even him is now born again and we continued wasting each other's time <laughs> um and so it took a bit longer for me to leave that relationship but uh because I was trying to preach for him to him sorry uh while still in the relationship you know the whole missionary kind of dating it didn't necessarily work anyway but I tried <laughs> and I think he also tried to 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 live his life out for Christ but I think he was also going through his own life issues with his uh, with uh, at home and all that and he was really going through you know questioning his faith and and God and the existence of him and uh, we had to separate so that we both go through our journeys you know uh and uh, I thank God because I was I, he now led me uh in in my own path and in my in you know in my own salvation um and he really did save me and set me free and so that's how i came to the actual faith that's how i now was totally sold out for christ um uh, while i was in campus and i finished campus pretty well we were going for missions we were preaching everywhere by the way i didn't even know i can preach so when i was when i entered uh when i entered the missions department can you imagine <laughs> I was a new believer obviously I didn't I didn't tell them that but we went for missions and I remember preaching uh in those missions I was uh, someone who was supposed to preach wasn't able to preach and so they gave me uh the missions head uh, uh assigned me to preach and I remember that sermon it was called uh shades of gray something like that <laughs> Am I, was it two shades of gray am i shades of gray something like that it had something to do with the 50 shades of gray movie <laughs> oh my goodness i think it was shades of gray i i can't even remember but uh i remember that someone i don't remember the title but i remember that someone on how um you know revelation chapter 3 um the lukewarm will be spat out and god doesn't want us to be gray he wants us to either be black and white i mean come on somebody new believer in the building and i was already spitting out them gems <laughs> goodness so that that's that happened and i remember um that time preaching i felt the passion and the fire burn for christ inside of me like you you timely preach when i was in that mission I knew what God wanted me to do. 
I knew that I was actually called to be a pastor. Like I felt the burning and the fire. You know, when I used to say I wanted to be a pastor when I was younger, I used to just say it, but I was not practicing. Oh, no, 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 I was. <laughs> How did I forget to mention that? When I was younger, I would line up my dolls. <laughs> How did I forget that? I would line them up. I would put them like Zinakakama church, yeah? And I would preach to them. I would lay hands on those dolls and they would be born again, of course, now because I'm making up the whole thing. And they would get healed. I, I would do that, right? That's how I would play. <laughs> that's, that's how I would play. Um, uh, but I'm saying now in, in, in the terms of like preaching in the church and actually exercising that gift, I never did when I was young, like in the public. That was just self-play. But now when I actually got the opportunity to share, I felt this burning. Oh my goodness, there was something that was ignited like a fire and I knew this is what I'm supposed to do. I knew it from the bottom of my heart. I knew it. And though that time I was in I was serving in church, I was in um I was in the prison worship team. I thought that, you know, whatever it, it be, I'm, I'm called to do this. I'm called to serve the Lord. I'm called. I don't know if I'm going to be a pastor to preach or anything, but I'm called. There's a burning this. I'm called to God and for his service. And so it really, those missions that I went to really ignited something inside of my heart and inside of my life that honestly I've been transformed and changed for, for forever. So uh, then... Uh, I finished campus and now I go into the uh, into the into the corporate world. I, I think I did. Um, I did. Uh, I, I went on an internship for like a year and a half, and then I was not employed ever again. <laughs> I never got like formal employment, so I, I now started working in real estate with my, my with my folks because uh, they were in real estate. I had as I had mentioned. So now I I I, I do it do it with them. You know I. I I'm an employee of theirs. And so we do that while at the same time, now God has just, you know, taken me on levels and levels and levels. And I think for his glory, honestly, because I don't think I can say that is for me. It really isn't for me. When we preach and we teach the word of God, when we understand the word of God and we're able to relate in clarity, um, it is backed by the spirit of God so that it can actually cause the effect that it is needed. And so that's what God has done with my life. Um, a person who was in the clubs, very famous in the clubs, by the way, uh, in my campus. And now I'm totally sold out for Christ and I'm trying to reach to those ones who are in the club. I think uh, the, 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 the most overwhelming thing that I have done, uh, that, that the most overwhelming thing that has happened in my life is whenever someone who we used to party with DMs me and says, how is it? Because I've tried so many times to give my life to Christ. How is it that you were able to do this? Because we thought you'd backslide within the first two years, but now you're going higher and higher and higher. And now you're a whole pastor. How when someone in the, you know, someone that I knew in, the, in my former life DMs me and asks me those questions, it fills me with so much joy because I know for sure that um, this person is desiring the right thing. This person is desiring what is needful. And I, and I'm, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just encouraged to pray for them that God does what he did for me. Uh, he, he does the, does it to them as well and for them as well. So that's how, uh, that's, that's an introduction to who Phyllis is. And I think, uh, um, somewhere in between before I got married and became, before I, uh, okay, somewhere before, between, be, between uh, getting born again and now becoming a pastor, I, I, I got married. And 
um yes i met my husband and we 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 have now two little beautiful boys um asha is two years old and cj uh is now almost turning seven months and so i i am just blessed with what god i honestly when i look at myself i i think i i think i'm absolutely convinced that there is a god in heaven that changes people, that transforms people, that makes people um, new and he makes a way where there is no way. And so that's that's my life. And I, I just want to take a minute before I close and, and, and say, if you're there and you have tried tremendously so many times to leave the world and come to Christ, I just want to make a prayer for you. I want to I, I wanna make a prayer that you're called back and that this time round will be for finality. Father, in Jesus' name, I just come before you for the sake of the saint that is listening to me and they have tried over and over again to give themselves and to give their lives to you and they they are almost at, at the crossroad you know just giving up and so lord i'm praying that in this very moment that you're sending your angels to give them the strength and the boldness that they need and you're sending your spirit oh god to overwhelm them with a new life your word says that whoever comes to christ is a new being and so like god i speak a new life upon them that they are going to be able this time round they will be able to give themselves fully to christ to surrender and to belong to you just like you 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 were able to help me um um uh, to live my life for you and you have made such a transformative uh, change and such a, a great testimony out of my life, oh God, I pray that it will be so um, for the life of this one who desires it. I pray that you send your spirit to him or to her and I pray that you're going to walk with them, the walk of faith, the walk that no one else can do so, only, that, only you and uh, you through your spirit and that you will help them to stand um, and to keep the faith. We love you, Lord, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Right. Thank you for joining me on the first episode of Life and Godliness with a Feel. I'm so glad to be um, your host and that you joined me on that first episode. I just want to say that Second um, Peter verse one, chapter one, verse three says that his divine power has granted us all the things that pertain to life and godliness. And so I hope to see you here next week as we see more and we hear more about the life and the godliness that God has given all of us. Cheers.